everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame. On Rock 101.1 with Pete Christie, Jared Johnson, Sean Dillon, and Jeff Scott. All right, we take a couple hour break from the jams here. So yeah, so we're gonna talk some Red Raider sports like we do on Fridays. And uh, gosh, before you know it, it'll be football season, and we'll be doing this on game days again. You know, it's hard to believe that's that's Which gonna be always fun. Really, yeah. I know it really is, but you know, with spring football here, uh, you know, you start getting excited, and in the summer, will, I'm sure will fly by. And the next thing you know, we're getting ready for that first game of the season. But uh, coming up today. On the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' pregame live from Buffalo Wild Wings here on 82nd University. Um, we've got, uh, you know, Red Raider spring football continues, and Jarrett uh, will uh, break that down, what's been going on there. Red Raider, uh, Red Raider baseball taking on TCU in an important Big 12 series uh, this weekend. Of course, uh, dropped that first game last night. But uh, let's see, what else? I don't know. we got all kinds of stuff here. We'll, uh, who's, the, who's the fastest linebacker for Texas Tech? We'll ask L.B. Moore. Josiah Pierre and Robert Wooten get their thoughts on that. But uh, as always, we always start with... This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Freak. Let's get going with the Rockin' Reality Jack. All right, here we are on a long Easter weekend. And uh, Pete, I like that shirt you got there. Don't go bacon my heart. That's <laughs> awesome, man. <laughs> Thank nice. you. Nice. Love you're, bacon. Big, you're almost, I, I don't know if you're a bigger bacon fan or a bigger blue cheese fan. Oh, here fan. we That's, go. I'm not cheese. sure. You bring them together. Yeah. That's a real marriage. Blue cheese bacon burger, is that your go-to? Absolutely, that's right. it. That's <laughs> it. It's I, be. I, I agree with you on that one. That is yeah. that's that's a good delicious. delicious. If, you, if you had to pick, you can only have one of them for the rest of your life. Bacon or blue cheese? Man, I'd probably go bacon. Yeah. I love yeah. bacon so much. Yeah, bacon's pretty good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear you say that. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if you said no. blue cheese, we'd have serious It's the bacon. Issues. Well, uh, what's your rockin' reality check, Pete? Oh, well, first, I'm, I'm just glad to be here today. I've had a rough week. Uh, you know, nobody goes undefeated in life. I've got a, a rough, bad back. I'm walking around like I'm 95. And yesterday, uh, at least three people came up to me and said, man, I can tell you're in so much pain. Can I pray for you? And one, I just want to say, man, we live in a great community. So I thought that was great. Uh, had a beekeeper at my house yesterday. My house got uh, infested with bees. Uh, well, so we what? thought. So we thought. Uh, 30 bees died in my bathroom. Somehow they got through. So they came and they said, look. You got a huge hive here. I'm like, okay. And they rip off the house, nothing. And so that was the scout bees looking for a spot. Unbelievable. Oh, wow. So uh, that's all personal stuff. But, hey, man, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I'm excited <laughs> next week. Uh, you know, it's red-black game. I'm, I'm super pumped for, for Joey McGuire and to see what, what he and his staff have been working on. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's just a week away. And, uh, you know, I got Joey McGuire at my next lunch, uh, May 11th. Uh, 8517 Urbana. You need to come. If you don't know what Joey McGuire is about, you need to come to this. I'm super excited that uh, he's making some time to, to come to our monthly lunch. Uh, and then, you know, take baseball. Tough loss last night, but uh, 
they get back at it today and, you know, still got a chance to take two or three. So, uh, and then I'm excited for Mark Adams and, and Red Raider basketball. And, uh, you know, he's got to move all these puzzle pieces and, and, and you know, we'll see what he can do again. So I'm, I'm excited about all that. And, uh, you know, Mark, uh, Mark McGuire, Mark Adams uh, <laughs> texted me the other day. I had my lunch this week and he said, man, I got some meetings or I'd be at the lunch. And I thought that was cool. So, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for Easter weekend. You know, it's a good time to be with your family and, uh, you know, thank God for all the good things. No, except for the fact you can't hardly walk. Things are well, good, not, you know. That's I mean, that's all that's right. But you know? I, I can sit good. I'm a good sitter. <laughs> and that's if I stand, sit, Pete, I'm in sit. trouble. I am in trouble. Too so. blessed to be stressed. Well, but you know what? Maybe I am stressed, but I'm still blessed. All so, right. Yeah. Very good. All right, Jared, how about you? First of all, first off, uh, thirty scouts all went to the same spot. I mean, they got to figure out a better plan, right? Well, yes, I, and they told me you're supposed to spread out, right? What like, they no. told me is the the scout bees go so they can bring the queen, and they said that's a big scout bunch, though. So the swarm is huge. And so the swarm could still come to my house. So I got guys working now because we're trying to stop the swarm. But that is crazy. It is, but you know these bees are smart, man. Yeah. I thought I was going to get some honey. I thought it was going to be great, and I got ah. nothing. <laughs> All the strife, no honey. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not right, man. That's the story of life right yeah. there, man. That's <laughs> well, i, I got to say, you know, happy Good Friday, happy Easter yes. weekend, everybody, of course. Uh, lots to be thankful for. And, uh, man, uh, one of the things I'm thankful for is Texas Tech recruiting right now. I mean, this is – I've been here since 2014, and, man, recruiting was – not so fun to cover when I first got here, uh, both football and basketball. Now it's so hot. I mean, Joey McGuire and his staff have the uh, 2023 class. They have, they have 15 commits already. It's the most in the country. Uh, their class is rated number two in the country. They're closer to number one to overtaking Notre Dame by a wide margin than they are to dropping back to, to third right now wow. in terms of so number two in the country for the 2023 class, number one in the Big 12. Uh, just picked up a, a big commit, and uh, we'll we'll talk about that here coming up later in the show. And then basketball. I mean, look, do I like the Wild West and transfer portal and all that? Like philosophically, no. But in terms of like amping up the excitement in the off season, I mean, that's all anyone wants to talk about. I mean, you look uh, at inside the Red Raiders, we have the transfer portal thread. Austin Massey does a great job for us there, and uh, I mean, there's like 200,000 hits, and it's just it's the thread that's always hopping every day, all day. Uh, because fans can't get enough of it. It's very much like it, like if you're a big-time NFL fan following the free agency, NFL right, offseason yeah. free agency. I mean, that's, it's just like that. And, and Texas Tech's a big player in the transfer portal, both coming and going, you know. And so overall, my overall takeaway is that that old adage that you can't recruit to Lubbock, you can't recruit to Texas Tech, and what a joke and excuse that is. I've always thought that was an excuse. To me, the lasting thing with Chris Beard was that quote he had where he was like, you know, we should be recruiting to Texas Tech. It's a great university. It's a great college town. You know, it, it should be an advantage, not a disadvantage. Right. And the current coaches obviously see it that way. They get these guys on campus, and they close, both McGuire and Adams. So it's so much fun to cover Texas Tech recruiting right now. When I used to have, like, colleagues from other schools be like, ah. Oh, that must be tough covering recruiting for Texas Tech. Can't recruit to Lubbock. Like, is there even an airport out there? I'm like, yes, oh there's gosh. an airport. You know. What? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I I'm just kind of blown away by the level of recruiting. There's so many guys on campus like right now coming in. Uh, they, they have like half the DeSoto football team on campus right now. It's a, it, which is a great high school football program. Um, you know, seem, seemingly commits every week. 
high rankings. Texas Tech, like I said, basketball, the transfer portal is just, even though you hate to see the guys go out, it's exciting. There's a, there's a level of excitement that just wasn't there in years past. So uh, that old adage is a joke. These coaches are, are blowing that out of the water, and I'm really happy to see it. All right. Yeah, you mentioned the transfer portal. That's one of the things that bums me out the most. I mean, you know, like you said, you know, on one hand, it's like yeah, it's always exciting to see what players you're going to get for the next season. Right. But on the other hand, I'm amazed at just the lack of love for your school or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just weird to me. I think it's really this transfer portal has really exposed the lack of how much guys really ultimately care about being at a school. You always, you always imagine that. You know, you, they, they want to play for the school. They're playing for the school, playing for the fans and all that. But they really aren't. They really don't care about that, apparently. And there may be a few guys that do. But I think it's just been kind of an eye-opener for me. I mean, if you're a fan of something, you know, you usually, you know, you support that, that, that team, that school, you, you know, through thick and thin or whatever. And these, these players, I mean, I get it, you know. It's like, you know, well, they don't have the right to. You know, I get it. Okay, sure, cool. But just from a standpoint of, loving college athletics and stuff, you know, and following it. it it's just, I don't know, it's just been disappointing to me to see how, how many players ultimately just don't really care about anything right. other than just simply, you know, where can I go and get an NIL deal and that kind of stuff, you know, and it's just, I don't know, I just find it hugely disappointing. I try to move past it. But with that said, I think these guys, they want everything. They want to have the NIL. They want to be able to transfer at any time. They want all this stuff. It's like, I think if you want to be like a pro, basically, then you ought to have to sign a contract. And it ought to be some kind of binding thing. And if you leave and you want to transfer, then you got to, you know, there's a buyout or something. You know, if that's what they want, they want the ability to make money and do all these things, then you're basically a pro now. You should have to be able to, uh, you should have to navigate the waters that every other professional has to navigate. You know, most people are like, right. Yeah. 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 And if you want to break your contract and leave, then you got to buy out the contract or something. There ought to be some kind of a, there ought to be something there because these schools are putting forth a, an effort towards, you know, developing a player, putting together these NIL things, and then a guy just goes ups and leaves. I just don't think it should be that way. If you want to live in that world, you need to live in the real world where there are contracts and consequences. Yeah. Don't you think if, if I'm a local business, I'm leery too? Cause, oh, my oh, goodness, yes. All these guys have lost it. And then I'm surprised, you know, I remember, I don't know, after the bowl game, I remember uh, Brandon Carter put something on Facebook like, man, I never got to keep my uniform. And then I see all these basketball players have all their uniforms, yeah. and I'm seeing Marcus Santos Silva and Adonis Arms are on Twitter. DM me if you want to buy one of my two of my jerseys. And I thought, man. Yeah. yeah. And it's not just the players. I mean, the coaches have had all this kind of uh, uh, lack of loyalty right. in yeah. terms That's of true, in yeah. comparison to their, their careers. Uh, let's look at the current people i mean you look at joey mcguire he was coaching at baylor and he left midseason to come to texas tech an in-state conference rival now i don't begrudge him that i'm just saying it's not just the players it's the coaches josh bookbinder texas tech's inside linebackers coach told a story i don't know last month where he was coaching for baylor against tech and was watching the texas tech linebackers knowing he was going to be on the tech staff the next day <laughs> coached against against texas tech on saturday was a coach on Sunday and was recruiting for Tech against Baylor on Monday. So it's not just that's the players. Insane. It's everybody. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's a like, good point. Yeah. It's, 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 everyone is out looking to further their career. And I don't begrudge people because I'm, I'm doing the same. You know, it's like I'm like, oh, you know, get, just with one school or just one company just because of loyalty. It's like it's a give and take thing. You know right. what I mean? I mean, yes, there's loyalty. But 
there's got to be a give and take. So I understand it. But as a fan, does it is this good for the fans? The easy answer is no. Right. It's not. Yeah, and to me, sports has always been. It's different from the wor- real world right. jobs, right? You know, and and you know, coaches. I mean, I don't know about assistant coaches and everything, but you know, head coaches they do have buyouts and things. And, mm-hmm. and you leave somebody, you know, you well, can't just you can't just up and leave. You got to consider what that money, who's going to pay that, how's that going to work out, you know. And that's all I'm saying. I just think that it's just to a point where the players now have everything. Now they they get an education, they get first-class treatment at school they get you know everything's paid for they get nil now you can make extra money you can sell your jerseys your shoes your socks or whatever and you can decide eh, no no thank you and move on with no consequence you mentioned the education too and uh Monty joe yeager inside the red raiders pointed this out recently uh kids don't fail anymore think about it remember like 25 years ago there'd be a guy who would like fail out like oh he's not playing but when was the last time you remember a big-time college athlete not making his grades? I mean, even guys who can barely put a couple sentences together. It's because they have it set up where they have, you know, where they don't. You can't fail almost. Right. You know what I mean? Because they have all these advisors and everything, which it makes sense. But I'm just saying, like, to your point, everything is set up for the players to succeed. More so than it is just a regular student. You know, oh, you're, well, you know, yeah. You a job, oh, yeah. scraping up money, trying to pay your tuition and everything else. Well, I bet mean, everybody you know, at this table worked at least one job, at least right. one full-time oh, job no. while they were a full student. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And you could argue that what they're doing is a full-time job, and they're not even allowed to work mm-hmm. uh, So, during the season. So, But you, you could also argue now, do they really need to work? Well, depends I mean, on. You know, I mean, I'm just saying yeah. you, get, you get so much stuff for free as part of that. I, you know, what What do you need to work for? They get a lot more than just laundry money, that's for sure. I'm like sure it I'm was back in the day. Not popular, but whatever. Um, all right, well, the, there's the Rock and Reality check. Uh, coming up next here, we'll talk uh, inside the Red Raiders recruiting, specifically football. Jarrett uh, talks about some of the players that have been offered by the Red Raiders so far this cycle, plus uh, visitors still coming in for the current number two class in the country for 2023. That is all coming up next here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame. We're live from Buffalo Wild Wings, 82nd and University on Rock Wild This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame. On Rock 101.1. Sponsored by Mitch Hall Chevrolet, Chrome, and Hook and Reel. Inside the Red Raiders recruiting news. Football. Right. Okay, there we go. Yeah, let's just start right off with, uh, I guess it was a commit this week. There was. If you missed that, tell yeah. us about it. 2023 inside receiver Chris Palfreyman from Fort Worth All Saints, which is Boy, that is a, it's a private school, so most people are like, hmm, no, that is a power uh, there in the middle of the Metroplex. They send multiple Division One athletes all over the country every year, and, uh, man, this kid is fast. He's 5'10", 160 pounds, but he's been clocked at a 10'5'4 in the 100, and that was like wow. two years ago. So this dude could run. Um, three-star recruit. He's ranked as the number 112 overall player in Texas. Uh, number 107 or number 97 receiver in the country. Uh, he's played some running back. He can help you in the return game. Uh, he's a he's a good football player. Sometimes you see guys that are fast, and you're like, okay, you know, but can he play football? No, he's a good football player first. He's who is fast, who helps him on, on the football field. So, and he picked Tech over offers from UT, A&M, Arkansas, Baylor. Dude had a, a serious offer list, but he visited last weekend. Emmett Jones, 
receiver coach in his second stint here. Great recruiter, great dude. Uh, he was central, integral in uh, Pal Freeman's recruitment and, and getting and landing him. So that's commit number 15. Like I said in the opening <laughs> segment, 15. Remember, like Tech has had some classes where they struggled to sign 15 guys for a whole re- recruiting cycle. We, you know, they have till really December, but also like till February to finish this class. And yeah. you have 25 initial counters. Right. They got 15 already. Number the most in the country over anybody, and they're in the class is ranked second in, in the country. So and, wow. And, and with that, you know, second in the country at this point. I mean, like you said, there's still a lot of time yeah. left in the in this recruiting uh, thing here. But here we are, middle of April. Mm-hmm. Tech is still number two. Has has Tech ever been? That highly ranked A at all B much less this this no. far into a cycle. No, the uh, no. short answer is no. In modern recruiting, I don't. People always well the seventies. Okay, you know, <laughs> right. I I really don't even know how to quantify that because right. we didn't have these recruiting sites. It was run by newspapers. I used to cover recruiting for newspapers. It is a completely different animal. It just it is. Okay, yeah. I'm not. It's not to dispute newspapers. They do a good job. It's different what they do. I'm just saying. It's not the same, the way we quantify it, the way we scout them, right. uh, just the whole process. So right. I, that would be impossible for me, just because Dave Campbell said that they, Tech had a number 10 signing class in 1975 or whatever. You know, I'm just throwing numbers out there. Right. I have no idea. I, doesn't, doesn't mean that they definitely had a top 10 class right. in my mind. Right. So you know, to answer your question, no, they've never had anything like this. Yeah. And I, honestly, I keep like, so I, I wrote a story, I predicted, look, Joey McGuire is going to sign a top 30 or top 25 class for the 2023 group. And this was like three months ago. And then it's like, well, now looking at it, I mean, I, I think they're going to land a top 20 class. This is amazing. Now I'm looking at it. I mean, if you look at their average rating per commit, it's up there in the top 10. Wow. So it's right there with Baylor, who's number two in the Big 12, who I think is seventh. So they have a really good class. And some of the staff that's on tech right now helped recruit that some of the guys to that Baylor uh, class, but no, I, I think this could be. I, I'm really starting to settle. Like this has a very good chance of being a top 15 class, which would be mind blowing to me. That yeah. Texas Tech football could sign a top 15 class in this era, which you just detailed. You yeah. know, which yeah. is the Wild West and everything. Right. Just the the job they're doing on the recruiting trail is amazing. And just and it would be based on nothing more than the optimism and the energy that Joey McGuire has brought. There's not a track record that he's done. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a winning program built yet. I mean, it's right. just the excitement that he's brought and the kind of guy he is and the relationships and all. I think it's a number of things. You have yeah. a changing dynamic within the Big 12. Patterson's gone from TCU. Baylor's had, you know, they've obviously had a lot of success, but they've had some overturning, you know. Uh, Oklahoma and UT leaving. What, what's the deal there? UT has struggled. I mean, they didn't make a bowl game last year, you know. They're still going to have a great recruiting class. Don't get me wrong. So is OU. But I'm just saying the dynamic has changed. Uh, with a lot of coaching staff overhaul, and the fact that Texas Tech did have a very good season last year. I mean, they had some big wins. Uh, they made some headlines, like even on SportsCenter and stuff like that. That big bowl game over Mike Leach, which was one of the most watched bowl games of, of the of the season. Uh, all that stuff helps. And then Joey McGuire and his his contacts throughout the state, but not just him, his staff. I mean, these guys, these Zarnell Fitches. I mean, he's one of the best defensive line recruiters you, you're going to find. You know, and, and we're seeing that play out. Emmett Jones, we know what a good recruiter he is. Kenny Perry, like, knows the Arlington area about as good as anybody you could hope for. And then, of course, like I said, McGuire, 
I mean, you have coaches across the state who want him to succeed. Yeah. They want to send their best players to him. I mean, guys are committing when they come visit, of course, but they're like Ty Kano, who I think is going to be like a really good linebacker for you for multiple years. He committed sight unseen just based on what his head coach told him about Joey McGuire. Wow. I mean, how strong is that? We're talking about a guy who was committed to USC, not some scrub, you know? Right, I mean, yeah. so when you have that, all that stuff working for you, improved facilities, all that rededication of money and, and time and effort from uh, tech alums and, and varsity guys and all just the whole community rallying around mcguire uh, this is the result yeah, yeah this is the result and again blows that whole idea you can't recruit to lubbock just right. completely out of the water and they've had a lot of guys come in this this spring uh jeff that i, mm -hmm. I want to talk about real quick uh one of them is a and it's not just texans this is what i really like is uh, a 2023 louisiana defensive lineman uh Tredarius brown now, i love this guy he play he can play he can play center or guard. I mean, he can play tackle or guard, any either side, on offense for you at the next level. Or he can play any. He can play anything from nose to defensive end for you on the defensive line. The dude is a monster. I mean, I, I want to say his name again. Tredarius Brown. Check out his huddle. His film was amazing. And Tech was the first to offer. Uh, they just they they basically had it in with the coach at, at his school in Louisiana and there was like three or four guys they offered like bam 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 and this guy's a freak he came out last weekend and he loves Zarnell Fitch the defensive line coach he said man it went great I love every one of them coaches love their guys like they uh I love how they treat them like they're like they're, they're kids he said man that's family I went around the campus I dressed out and they showed me some a whole lot of love and how it would feel to join the Reckham family and then I went out to eat with the D-line coach Coach Fitch, he said that was my favorite part. He showed me where to eat when I returned to the Reckham crew. Wow. So, I, very good chance this guy ends up uh, a Red Raider, and he's just a monster. And I don't know why he doesn't have a lot of offers. He's got people looking at him, but he's a freak. I mean, he's one of those defensive linemen that Tech just never sniffs. One of those yeah. Louisiana defensive linemen that can, like, do a flip at 300 pounds. You know what I mean? <laughs> So it's just—I'm not saying he can't, but there are guys like that. He's of that athleticism, you yeah. know. I mean, he really is. Um, and then this was one of my favorite stories of this spring, recruiting stories of this spring. Uh, this this dude named Drew Hall. He's six four two zero five, from uh, Cheshire, Connecticut oh, wow. Academy. So two weeks ago, he told me two weeks ago he gets hit up by some of the, the the recruiting coaches, the recruiting analysts at Tech, and said, "Look, we found your name in the database. We found your statistics. Your frame is six four. Watching your film is exactly what we're looking for. A certain type of athlete. We'd like you to come down." So this is for an unofficial. So he's got to pay. His family has to pay for him to to come to Lubbock, Texas, West Texas, from Connecticut. All right. Wow. In, you know, school's going on and all that. You know. Um, so they so he did it. He said. Uh, I got to do it. And I asked him about this. Are you gambling on yourself? He said, yeah, I'm definitely taking gambles on myself. You got to bet on yourself to get results. Right when I saw Tech invite me down, I knew I had to go down. I can't miss an opportunity to go see a great program like theirs. Doesn't have any family who's ever lived in Texas. He had never been to Texas before. Wow. Heard from the coaches for two weeks. Goes down there. He's one of like 30 or 40 guys during a visit. They had the coaching clinic going on. They had kids out there, too. Yeah. All, you know, high school coaches. So there's a lot going on for the coaching staff. But he has a great time. He's walking out to leave. Coach Josh Bookbinder, the linebacker's coach, meets him in the parking lot and says, hey, I forgot. I just want to let you know we're offering you a scholarship. Wow. So he picked Dang. up his first Division One scholarship. It was a life-changing moment for him. From there, you could go on. 
you know, like, okay, I know I have a scholarship offer yeah. from a Power 5 school to go play at the next level, you know. And what's interesting is they offered him as a linebacker safety hybrid. The dude plays quarterback and receiver. Wow. But they see him as a as a big frame. He's very fast. He's a he's a track star up there too. Wow. Uh, and he did play like defense in middle school or something. But that, that's how they see him. And they offered him like in the parking lot before he got off campus. And I mean, he said it was like the best moment of his life. You Dang, know. Man. So wow. He nice. thought he was walking away and and oh wait wait we'll offer you a scholarship to Texas Tech and just. It made that whole trip worth it for him, him and his family and everything. Yeah. So that's a really cool story. I and mean, he's a really neat dude. But, I mean, these kind of stories go on and on. Uh, Aaron Flowers, a four-star uh, 2024 uh, safety, he just visited last week. And this is the second time he's visited this, this offseason. His mom is a teacher. His dad's an engineer. So he's got a lot of offers. Like I said, four-star safety. He can play corner or safety. And he looks just as good either spot. That's one of the reasons Tech really likes him. But he's smart. He's looking for a good engineer school. Well, what do the Texas Tech coaches, you know, make a point to do? Go show them the campus and the, and right. the educational buildings and the engineer building and all that, you know, and that made a huge impression on him. So he's going to get a lot. He's going to be offered by Texas and Oklahoma and all that. But Tech is already in there. They've made that huge impression on him. He came down for a junior visit and blew his mom away. Actually, they, they, the coaches impressed his mom so much that when they offered him during junior day, she, she like, broke down and cried in excitement. Wow. You know what I mean? And so – they're just pushing all the right buttons on, on uh, the recruiting trail. And then uh, one guy I'm really excited about that Texas Tech fans really need to know is I think this guy's probably going to be the 2024 class quarterback commit is Fort Bend Ridge Point uh, quarterback Carson Gordon. And this guy's a track star. This is another, like, ah, this is an interesting story. So uh, he's the quarterback for that class that Zach Kidley has identified that he's going after. He offered him. Um, he's one of the top young quarterbacks in the state. I mean, you go look at any publication, he's he's on the list, you know. But he's also one of the top jumpers. He's won state gold as a sophomore uh, in, in, like, triple jump and high jump and stuff like that. He's a freak athlete. And so who else is helping uh, recruit him? Wes Kitley. So during his, his visit last weekend, Wes Kitley got 20 minutes to talk to him. So the Kitleys nice. are making a full-court press. Awesome, on this yeah. kid, and he loves it. He loved the indoor track. He's like, man, I'm going to spend. He kind of gave it away. Like, I'm probably going to spend a lot of my life in this indoor practicing. And then he loves how bouncy the uh, track is over there at the indoor oh, on the okay. other side of it. So, for those who don't know, Tech's indoor practice facility for football is you know, that's one half is the football field, and the other half is the indoor track. And it's one of the top indoor tracks in the region. I mean, they they, they host a lot of uh, great meets there, and of course. West Kidley's built one of the top programs in, in the country. So I really think Carson Gordon, uh, uh, dual-threat quarterback, has a great arm, uh, can really run, obviously can jump. Uh, I think he's going to be playing quarterback and running uh, for Texas Tech in the future. Nice. Yeah, all right. Gosh. Man, I know it's it's like sometimes I think, man, let's just keep talking about I this. I can go on it's and on. Amazing, I mean, this, this is man. a fraction of the interviews and the great stories. But that's what happens. I, I can't believe I haven't mentioned this yet. But Coach McGuire, he says the main thing he does is he establishes relationships with people. Yeah. And that's what happens. All this comes from him demanding, not just from himself, but his staff, that they develop relationships with these kids, these coaches. Like when I talked about Aaron Flowers, that four-star, uh, when I tweeted out the story, his head coach just jumped on and was like, what a great kid. Tech's a great program. I'm so glad you know they're recruiting him and everything. And that's just, you don't see that all the time. You know right. what I mean? Maybe regionally. But we're talking about 
in Forney, Texas, a guy jumping on about West Texas. There, yeah. you know, so uh, that this is a result of this staff making relationships a priority number one. I'll tell you one thing they've been doing that I love is that you know talking about the staff and everything is we kind of getting to know who these guys are. Is you know they tech football has been putting out those videos yeah. where they yeah yep. like have a, a about like, the brand yeah the yeah. brand yeah this will be like the linebackers or you know the defensive linemen or whatever they introduce them and then show some drills that they're working on and man I tell you that's where Fitch that's I thought great. he was yeah man he he was he was amazing on that bookbinder so I saw his oh. the other day. And man, these guys—they—they so they really, they, they are. They're just. There's just something so cool about seeing these guys. And you, can, you know, you hear what great recruiters they all are, and relationships, all that stuff. But then you see them, you know, in their in their coaching element too. And you're yeah. like, man, these guys seem like they really got something happening. I think you like you're really onto something there because people, including myself, talk about what great recruiters these, the staff, you know, are, and they are. But a couple of my like journalist buddies who have covered some of these guys who have been in other programs are like look yeah they're good recruiters but they may even be better in terms of developing players yeah. so it doesn't get a lot of uh, pub right now because look we haven't seen it yet right this is the first right. offseason with these guys here but i'm excited about what they're going to do from a developmental standpoint like you mentioned Zarno Fitch i was on tuesday i spent almost the entire practice and just watch or practice just watching him talk to his defense alignment and the stuff he was saying was just gold yeah it was really good and then bookbinder yeah i mean he comes from coaching royalty like you know his family like or have been long time known coaches and everything Uh, it's just so it's a really good staff and when you talk about the likability of these guys who do you buy stuff from what salesmen actually sell you stuff or saleswomen salespeople yeah the people you like, like right, the people yeah. you like, the best salesmen are, are, are the most likable people. And that, I mean, that's recruiting, right? right? I mean, so that's what we're talking about. It's a lot of fun covering it right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I imagine. Yeah, I like, can tell, yeah. And I saw on Twitter this past week a lot of the kids who came last week just, man, I love the family atmosphere. And then yeah. they have that coaching clinic, all these coaches, oh, my God, you have no idea what's going on here at Texas Tech. I mean, all these guys left now and just whatever happened in Lubbock last week, is now tangenting out all over the, the, the state and the other states. I mean, coaches saw some good things happening here, and all these kids did, and everybody's raving about it all over Twitter. Yeah, you and saw I, them talking about the, the energy that yes. you know, the coaching and, and these kids, I mean, yeah, I want a part of this family. Yeah. I think it starts with Joey McGuire having yeah. that open-door policy, you know, yeah. where he always helps. Like, the guys on the staff, like Zarnell Fitch, Emmett Jones, like, he helped them as young coaches. Oh, wow. And he, he would do that with journalists, too. I mean, he helped me back in the day. Uh, I, I could tell a million stories of other journalists where I, 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 there was this one detail I needed. I, and, uh, you know, most coaches, get, you know, okay, whatever, you know, <laughs> talk to me at the media available. You, you know, yeah. you can come here Friday after practice, whatever. You know, it's not the same thing. Him, Kenny Perry was the same way. I assume Emmett Jones is probably like that, too open door just go knock on the door come on in you know like yeah. chalk talk with us you know this is what we're doing you know and that's unique that's yeah. not how it normally is so i think it all starts from that and then like yeah. Pete was saying it branches out yeah that's uh, it's really exciting we'll talk some more football here uh now now that we're talking football yeah i'm getting excited about football <laughs> now man let's let's do some more here uh but yeah we've got uh, Texas tech coaches marcel yates and IU talked with the media uh, this week, and uh, we've got some of their comments uh, to share with you. Coming up next here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pre-Game, we're live from Buffalo Wild Wings, 82nd University. Come grab some, some wings and, uh, you know, beer or something and, uh, and hang out with us today here on the Rockin' Pre-Game on Rock 1. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pre-Game. On Rock 101.1. 
sponsored by Cotton Court Hotel, B Equipment, and Weston Water Well Drilling and Pump Service. Texas Tech Football. All right, talking some Texas Tech football here today, and uh, we, we're going to hear from uh, a couple of the uh, coaches, some of their comments from earlier this week. But first of all, another question here as far you know, we were just talking about recruiting. I've heard this name of uh, this Shanahan, an offensive lineman. What's uh, what's the story on this guy? Yeah, well, TJ that. Shanahan is a 2023 offensive line recruit out of Austin Westlake, 6'4", 325, holds over 40 offers, including like Bama, stuff Jeez. like that. Okay. Uh, He's a five-star on Rivals. He's a three-star on 24-7 Sports. So, I, you know, he's got 40 offers offered by Bama. I mean, you can put it together. He's a, yeah. he's a good recruit. His older brother, Michael, transferred in uh, this offseason. And uh, after he visited, I caught up with Michael, and he said, you know, he had a great time, basically, that, he, you know, he was going to commit. And uh, mentioned his little brother was with him, you know, and that, you know, he's I figure you know who he is. He said, yeah, yeah, I do. He was with me. He had a great time, too. You should talk to him. So I did, and he talked about what a great visit he had. And everything's kind of built, you know, gone from there. And so it looks like you're going to get both Shanahan brothers here. Uh, you have Michael, uh, who might start at right tackle for you. I mean, he's been out running with the ones a lot uh, this this spring football. So and he's good. He's, he came up a lot like Josh Berger from the FCS ranks, but was a standout. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's got he has all the – uh, tangibles, all the measurements. He's a big dude, you know. He's he's an older guy, grown man, like yeah. you would say. Uh, but TJ is a prized recruit. If you're able to add him to this class, I mean, you, sky's the limit. You know, and he's a five star guy. He's a well, according to rivals, well, he he's does. a five star. Twenty four seven sports has him a three. Has so he's him a, a three composite star. four. He's a comp- <laughs> he's, he's, he's literally. I was just about to say he's a composite four star recruit. Right. But he's a, obviously uh valued target he would yeah. be a great addition oh, to yeah. uh, texas tech dang all right let's hope that happens and oh by the way he's i'm sorry yeah he's visiting for the spring game okay so. all right so uh this uh which right. is what a week from one, tomorrow one week from tomorrow yep. exactly yeah all right uh i guess earlier this week texas tech coaches uh a couple talked to uh talked to the the media types uh earlier this week <laughs> pete you're a media type you were there yeah well we uh marcel yates uh, secondary coach you know he came in from oregon uh, and I, I had noticed uh, out there last year the, the secondary of Oregon got 17 interceptions last year. Nice. And so uh, we got to talk to him. And, you know, I mean, we get out to get to see a little bit. But, you know, obviously one of the first questions was just what he thinks, uh, you know, he, he has so far and, and what he's seen so far from the secondary uh, this spring. I'm happy with I think we're building a solid 2 deep. Uh and that's on special teams. I think we're building it, uh, you know, in our room as well. So uh, I think we're getting to a solid 2D. And then uh, just, you know, what are the weaknesses and strengths uh, in the secondary right now? What we need to work on is I think we still need to get better running to the ball, you know, uh, finishing plays. Uh, what we're doing well, I think we're getting better at our man-to-man. I think we're getting better at our, our eyes, you know, as far as keeping our eyes on our man. Uh, we're not where we need to be right now, but they're working. Yeah, and obviously, you know, next week's spring game, 1230, Jones AT&T Stadium, free to the public. Good chance to come out and lay eyes on all this stuff that's happening with Red Raider football. Uh, Coach Yates also talked about the younger players who are shining so far in spring drills. Kobe Miner is a guy that's, uh, he's been playing well. Uh, Malik Dunlap, 
you know, it's came on strong. And then, uh, who, you know, who the spring MVP for the secondary is at this point? You know, I, I don't think there's a spring MVP. I mean, uh, I'm not that guy. So, you know, we'll give an MVP at the end of the season when we have a winning record. Uh, I need a bunch of MVPs right now. So, um, but they're all working hard. I mean, uh, you know, you have Rich Pearson, uh, Marcus Waters, you know, uh, Rashad, you know, like I said, Malik, you know, Adrian Fry. All those guys are working. My, my group works hard. You know, the thing that we're just trying to overcome is just being consistent every day. You know, what I try to tell them is when you're a DB, you can't have a playoff, right? You can't say, my bad, or, uh, you know, the old hand clap. You know, you can't, right? Because when you mess up, it's a touchdown. Yeah, there you go. And then he talked about uh, Dadrian Taylor and what he's seen so far from him in uh, spring drills. Plays hard, student of the game, uh, coachable, fun to be around. You know, now I will say this, that room is a pleasure to coach. You know, that room is a pleasure to coach. And uh, as they're, as they're uh, learning the system, they're learning me and I'm also learning them, right? So my job is to push those guys to be better, you know, but at the same time, it's going to be days where I'm going to push them, you know, where they're going to look at me sometimes and kind of ask, okay, is this guy crazy? Because I'm going to push them to a level that they sometimes think they can get to. Yeah, relationships uh, strengthening at all these practices. And then he talked about, uh, talking about Coach Yates here, uh, secondary coach, he talked about the strength of this football team right now. It just comes down to why we do this, you know, when it comes to Coach McGuire and what he's building here is, you know, our thing is we're trying to get these guys to understand it's more than football, you know, so we're, we're trying to build them to be better men off the field as well. So when they actually know that you care about them, uh, it's not just about football, right? Because I asked them about, you know, academics, obviously, but also their families, girlfriends, you know, with everything. Uh, everything in their life, right? It's not just about football and if you can backpedal or if you can tackle. Uh, you know, man, I, I, we we truly care about these guys. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yates uh, talked about, uh, you know, which position groups are bringing the, the biggest pop right now. I mean, you got to start up front, right, with the O-line coach and the D-line coach. I mean, I'm no dummy now, so <laughs> it's got to be the O-line coach and the D-line coach. Like, it starts there, so, you know. Those are my guys. I mean, for me being a DB guy, Coach Fitz is my dude. Like, I need him. <laughs> you know, whatever he, whatever he need, he gonna get from me. So. <laughs> and then uh, Gates talked about Kobe Miner. Yeah, corner. So, so he's explosive, right? He might be one of the fastest on the team. You know, so he's one that uh, still needs to get better with his feet a little bit, but he's working hard. And so these next. Uh, but this is practice 10. See, I don't even know what practice it is, but these next five, right, he needs to continue, you know, his growth. And uh, he'll be able to help us out, I think. Getting some insight from uh, Red Raider uh, secondary coach Marcel Yates. Talked about, uh, you know, which player would you give players a tape of to learn from? Jashawn Johnson, our GA. <laughs> that's all i'm gonna give you that's all i'm gonna give you i mean i don't i don't have one guy that i think you know i got a couple guys that are good but you know 
Tayshawn Johnson. <laughs> and it's nice to have him back in life. It is. Yeah, let's see cool, him out yeah. there in practice. Yeah, He's and a I, good dude. And he smart tweeted player. something like, man, I'm, I'm just so blessed to have this job. And he's, yeah. he's a GA, and good to have him I, back. You know, I was talking with a couple of people in the program here about him, about him being back. I, I, he's got a bright future as a coach. I, I could see him being a high school head coach or college head coach, at, you know, down the, down the road someday. Uh, where are we? Oh, and then okay. we talked to uh, the uh, outside linebackers coach, uh, CJIU, and he talked about uh, where the outside linebackers are, are sitting right now here in spring drills. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a process for us, too, right, as, uh, as coaches. It's a process for my guys. You know, the biggest part that we want to get through spring was just, just like our brand, the toughest, hardest working, most competitive team in the country. So... Every, every day, we got to just keep striving for that. There's always improvement, but uh, those guys are definitely working very hard. And he mentioned that, you know, you're seeing improvement. Uh, you know, what improvements are being made with the outside linebackers? I think in, in the whole group uh, as a whole, you know, it's uh, when you come into new situations, of course, there's old habits. There's different ways of doing things, but they have embraced every day. They have embraced, you know, every emphasis that we want to emphasize for that day. So we're becoming better uh, edge setters. I mean, that's where, that's where it starts. And uh, we're becoming a, a better pass rushers in the meantime. Josiah Pierre came over from Florida, and uh, he talked about what he's seeing from him right now in spring drills. Great. Yeah, he looks, uh, he's moving around well, and everything's, um, he's bought in. Um, and every day, like I said, he's just, it's, it's one thing to get better at every single day that he's focusing, so, focusing on, just like everybody else. Uh, then uh, he, we tried to get him the single out players, but uh, he, he was just like Kingsbury and Belichick, uh, good at saying nothing. <laughs> I thought you were going to get me there. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> we tried. We asked him all sorts of individual players, yeah. and he was not saying he would not single out one player. He was. He's like it is the group. Yes. It's the whole. It's still too early, really, to to, to do yeah. that, I suppose. But uh, but no, it's, it's always cool to hear from uh, hear from the coaches there. See what's see what's going on as we get ready for that spring game coming up a week from tomorrow. Um, all right, uh, let's see here. I guess uh, Red Raiders sweep Kansas State, lose back to back games versus Oklahoma in a non conference game in Amarillo. And then they lost game one last night uh, against TCU. So we'll talk some Texas Tech uh, baseball. Coming up next here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame, live from Buffalo Wild Wings, 82nd University on Rock 101. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame on Rock 101.1. Sponsored by Buffalo Wild Wings and Fortenberry Roofing. Red Raider baseball on the road. All right, uh, Texas Tech playing TCU. That's always a, a big, uh, big series. You know, TCU's had a, a great baseball program for a lot of years. Game one went to TCU last night. Um, man, I tell you what, uh, Red Raider. It seems like the bullpen is is one thing that uh, has been. Uh, I guess if you're going to point to a weak spot, you know, in baseball is one of those sports. It's funny because. You're not going to win every game in baseball. Right. You know, you want to win series, and, and Tech has been been pretty good at that overall. But uh, it still hurts to lose, and especially at game one against uh, you know somebody like TCU. But uh, well, and they battled back last too night. last night. Yeah, I mean they were down 
Uh, they jumped out 2 nothing, and then they're down 4-2, and Easton Morrell hit his seventh home run of the year. I think it was in the seventh, or it was later, and it was tied 4-4, and then, you know, they let it slip away and, and lost 7-4. So, you know, you can still win the next two and win the win the, the series. And, of course, it's a Thursday through Saturday series because we got Easter weekend. But, you know, I thought it, last week I thought it was pretty interesting. You know, they lose two to Grand Canyon in midweek, and then they sweep Kansas State. Uh, come back in that ninth inning when they're down two, and uh, um, Zach Vuletic hit a solo home run, and then Jace Young hit a two-run homer to win it. And then the rankings come out, and they stayed number four despite losing those two games to Grand Canyon. And I think that says a lot about Tech. And then you know they go up to, uh, to play Oklahoma in the Red Dirt rivalry at uh, Sod Poodles uh, Hodgetown Stadium in Amarillo, and they lost 14-9, but they're – Big 12 record was still 7-2 and two at that point because it was a non-conference game against a conference opponent. And a lot of people, you know, so many people when I put it, hey, they're, they got, they're playing Oklahoma non-conference game. All these people are like, you're wrong, Pete. Oklahoma hasn't left the, left the Big 12 yet. And I'm like, no, I'm right. It's a non-conference game. We're playing. They play Oklahoma three times later. Uh, but that caused a lot of confusion for right, people. Yeah. That, how is that a non-conference game? But they lost that one, and now they've lost again. So, you know, back-to-back -back losses, and uh, hopefully they can get back at it tonight. they got a 6.30 or 6 o'clock game, and then tomorrow I believe it's 2 o'clock. But, you know, with, with the TCU loss now, Tech drops to 27-10, and 10, and they're 7-3 and three in the conference. Uh, you know, 18-1 at home, but 7-5 and five away. So let's see if they can get it done. And, uh, you know, get back on track. But, uh, you know, like you said, it's baseball. You're not going to win them all. And uh, this is still a team that's, you know, built to, to get to a regional or, or a super regional and, and, you know, try to get to Omaha. Yeah. So, you know, you just got to keep plugging away. And so they've seemed to be able to do that. They, they got over the hump last Sunday. They lost three straight Sunday series to Iowa, Texas, Sunday games to, to Iowa, Texas, and Kansas. They won the first two games of series against all those, and then they lost the Sunday game. And here comes this Sunday game again. They won the both against Kansas State, and it looks like they're going to lose, and boom, they, they come back and get it done. So this team can strike at any point, uh, and so uh, we'll see what they can do today. Come yeah. back, and you, you don't want to have a three-game losing streak. Yeah, well, they've been pretty good, you know, winning those first two games of a series. And yeah. Sunday, I guess the starting pitching on Sundays has been, you know, a little right. bit of an an issue and so now you drop the first one to TCU yeah. so you're already you know 0 and 1 you know now you got to go win those next two games and uh, that third one of the series has been kind of the the difficult one so far so hopefully they can uh, get all that still take the series this week what time are the games tomorrow uh, what, what I think it's two o'clock tomorrow two o'clock tomorrow and then it's six tonight right. again and you know it's all on uh what do you call it, ESPN Plus, and you can come to Buffalo Wild Wings and see right. that. So, uh, yes, yeah, 6 tonight and uh, 2 o'clock tomorrow, and, you know, hopefully I'm, I'm sure a big Red Raider crowd out there. And oh, yeah. Good weekend in Fort Worth. Yeah, uh, a lot of times TCU, that's, uh, that's always a good home game for yeah. Tech in just about every sport, really, you know. <laughs> that's so, true. Yeah. And last night, Kansas State beat Texas at home. Uh, so Texas is still 5-5 five and five in the Big 12. West Virginia. Who thought that West Virginia would be good right now? But they're leading the Big 12 at 5-1. and one. Wow. 
All right. And they, they come here next week, you know, so you got this, you lost to Oklahoma at that neutral site game in Amarillo, now you got three at TCU, lost the first one, and then Tuesday they're at New Mexico, and then they're home next weekend, so that's a huge series next weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday against West Virginia, who's leading the Big 12 right now, but at least you got them at home, and then when you get Oklahoma later, you got them at home as well, so uh, you know, a lot of big home games ahead for the Red Raiders. All right, there's your baseball update, we got uh, some more tech Texas Tech football coming up here in just a few moments. Uh, we'll talk some uh, some of the thoughts from Texas Tech spring practice uh, from this past week as Tech is preparing for the spring game, which is one week from tomorrow. So uh, we'll talk some more Texas Tech football uh, coming up next. Uh, Pete's a chance for you to go uh, eat your, uh, your eat chicken it. tenders from Buffalo Wild so. Wings and your blue no. cheese. It's, it's a chance for me to drink the blue cheese, and I got the side of some chicken here. So <laughs> that's how I look at it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jared, he, he, this is when Jared eats during the baseball segment. So uh, he, he's still got a couple minutes, and then we're talking football here. So, uh, But, yeah, we're live from Buffalo Wild Wings today, 82nd University. Come out, grab uh, grab some wings. Get a get an icy cold beer and hang out. You got all the TVs going. There's uh, there's all kinds of stuff on right now. So uh, come check it out. And as Pete mentioned too, they'll have uh, the Texas Tech baseball games on as well. If you don't have ESPN Plus, you can always count on Buffalo Wild Wings, all three of their locations, to have the games on. So uh, Red Rare football. We're talking that next here on the regame on Rock. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame on Rock 101.1. Sponsored by Wiley Implement and Bud Light. Texas Tech Football. All right, uh, some thoughts from uh, spring practice. We'll hear from uh, some of the linebackers and all, and uh, we got yeah, we got a lot of a lot of sound to play for you from uh, from practice earlier this week. Before we get into that, though, I did want to mention that uh, tomorrow at one o'clock. Texas Tech Palm. You know, they were here a few weeks ago, Pete, when you were uh, drinking that gigantic cup of uh, blue I, I cheese. I remember that. They, they cheered you on. And so, uh, no, they've got the, they're getting ready for the U.S. National uh, coming up. It's the ICU World Championships, and they've got their jazz routine, and they're going to be uh, performing that tomorrow at 1 o'clock at the uh, United Supermarkets Arena. You can enter through the Northwest entrance. It is free. Um, but uh, you know they, they want to perform that and get in a little bit of extra practice in front of in front of people you know and uh, make sure everything is ready to go so go out and support Tech Palm tomorrow again that's one o'clock at the USA enter through that Northwest entrance so it is free and that's free is always good so um, all right now uh, spring practice continues the Red Raiders are getting ready for the spring game which is one uh, one week from tomorrow and uh, man they're just uh, there's a lot, lot going on. A lot of, lot of fun stuff coming out of practice. And I hope, man, I sure hope the weather's as good as it's been the last couple of days, and not you know that crazy, uh, you know, sand blowing stuff. But man, <laughs> hopefully it's good weather. And man, I hope the place. I hope Joey McGuire's blown away by the crowd. I hope we got a real good crowd next week. I mean, it's time to to jump on board from the get go. Uh, and, and see what these guys are all about. And, and you know, they're not going to show everything, but they're going to show some and, and hopefully show you, you know, as M Coach McGuire has told me before, man, we, we're going to be the hardest working team, and you're going to say, man, whatever happens, that, that team played hard, and, uh, man, they're going to give everything they got. And so we, we talked to a lot of guys, and here you'll get some insight. You know, it's one thing for us to say, man, there's a lot of excitement, but to hear from the players who are, you know, obviously right there and seeing it all. But we start with uh, Dadrian Taylor, Rabbit. Of course, we got to start with him with Easter tomorrow, Rabbit. Uh, and and uh, uh, he talked about the difference from what this coaching staff 
is getting from the Red Raider team? Uh, the physicality, the physicality and the speed that we have on defense is so unreal. Every every position, we're fast, all 11, D-line, all the way back to the back end and safety. So that's that's probably what I'm most excited. I've been, uh, some guys have surprised me in what things they could do with the new staffs coming. They, you know, they strain us, they strain us to the bottom. So, you know, they get every every last little piece of gas out of us. So, you know, uh, just the, 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 strength as, the strength aspect and the speed aspect is it's a lot different. I mean, you, you only strain something when, when you love it. And, uh, you know, when, I, when I'm eating this blue cheese, man, I strain all the way down to the bottom, man. I get that last little morsel of blue cheese because I love it so much. And that's what I was thinking about when you said that. I just thought I'd share that with you. It's good to be committed to something. Pete. I got to yes. tell you, the blue cheese today at Buffalo Wild Wings is on point. All right. Really good. Really good. Not, chun uh, not chunky? Not chunky. It's just really good. I mean, I, I could have drank a lot of that, but I'm not doing it today. Uh, Rabbit then talked about, you know, what all these guys are just trying to get ready for, all, you know, August camp and then games. Uh, Rabbit talked about what he needs to work on. Uh, I'm coming up to my fourth season, so, you know, I'm starting to get into the leader role, you know, taking over my room with some other older guys we got, you know, just playing playing my role on the team, stuff like that. So when I go through practice, I'm thinking, okay, help the young guys, you know, because our biggest thing is these guys want to come. We, we want to get a solid two deep. So I got to be able to help the guys behind me. You know, we're helping those guys out. They know some things that I don't know. I know things they don't know. So with us just all coming together, it just works out as a big team. Uh, Dejan Taylor then talked about what award he's hunting for this year. So last year, you know, I got honorable mention and a couple of interceptions. You know, that's last year it was all good to me and all that. But now that I'm starting to realize, like, I, this year I got the Jim Thorpe on my mind. That's what I want. I, I, I want it. Jim Thorpe is held the it's held at the Cowboy Hall of Fame back in my home city. So that's what I want to go do. You know, my first my senior year when I got Allstate, DeAndre uh, Baker, thing from Georgia, he gave me my award, and I thought that was just the coolest thing. You know, I dreamed about it going back to my hometown. First team I'll be 12 and lead the country in interceptions. You know, I, I write it down every day in my book. I want it. Ooh, That's I really like cool. That. Yeah, I like that. Speak it into existence. Uh, then he talked about uh, more about this Red Raider coaching staff. Oh, I love those guys. It's, it's not. It's not even a question how much, how much love. I've barely known those guys, but just you can just tell the first day I met them, the energy that they bring. You can see that like they actually care about the players that they coach around. You know, they even though they left the school. They still have they still have love for those guys when they come here they want to instill the same love for us you know they just want to give back to give back to us the same way someone gave back to them yeah and you heard coach yates uh in the last segment talking about man i asked guys about their girlfriends about their families uh you know really getting in there and, and having a, a meaningful relationship not just a relationship uh rabbit then talked about who gives him the biggest battle miles price hands down that's the that's the caption miles price <laughs> yeah, hands down. That man is, I don't know what Coach Jones has done to him, but yeah, Miles Price is going to be a big-time, big show receiver, big-time. Just the way he runs routes, you know, um, I guard a lot of guys. I've been here a long time. I've seen I've, I've seen some very good receivers come out this league, and the thing about him is, like, he's never satisfied. Like, he, he'll, he'll, he'll do, he'll have a fantastic practice. After practice, he's catching balls. He's doing everything to get better. He wants to be better. He wants to be better than he is that next day. Like, he wants to be better the day before. You see what I'm saying? Like, so he comes in every day. And the thing about it is about Miles Price is he still has the kid love for the game. You know, I feel like he's the same person. I've been here since he's a freshman. I feel like he's the same person he was when, when they recruited him. And that's a big thing I try to tell a lot of guys come in. Like, they recruit you for a reason. Come in and be the same person 
Hey, recruiter, don't conform, don't do all that. Come in and be you so we can help this team out. Yeah, I just want to jump in there and say I think Dager and Taylor and Miles Price are going to be two of your top five players when all the dust is settled after next season. I think they're both that good. I think they're all Big 12 caliber players at safety or corner, wherever they want to play a rabbit because he can play both and then obviously price at inside receiver. And then, uh, you know, we're talking to all these uh, linebackers. Uh, you'll hear each one tell you which quarterback has given them fits. That might give you some insight on what's going on. And here's Rabbit on which quarterback has given him the most problems. <sighs> okay, so all of them got a pretty good ball, but I'm not going to lie. Baron Morton kind of impressing me this spring, the way he gets the ball out. It's just, it, 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 it goes. Like, he just, as soon as he leaves his hand, it's like you blinking this in the receiver's hands, or it's in my hands, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we talked to Muddy Waters, uh, you know, back from injury, decided to come back, and he talked about how it feels to be back with so many leaders in the linebacker room. It's definitely much different. It, feel, it gave me a good experience. I think we got a lot of experience, and we show it every day in practice. So, like, I think we're going in the right direction, especially in secondary. Everybody has connections from last year. Everybody performing well making a lot of plays so the secondary it feels great being basically coming back with all that experience uh, and then buddy talked about the coaching staff I, I really like the way their energy is and the way they're coaching us and helping us out so i feel like they also been a big part of helping us come together as a db second as a secondary group and like playing well together so I, I feel like they're a big part of this too that waters talked about the quarterback that gives him trouble who they all good man I say this, this Barron, I can't really figure Barron out. Barron has a zip, and he throws, like, some Pat Mahone-type passes. But, like, Tyler and Donovan, they all, obviously they obviously give us problems, too, because they're so, like, they have experience, and they know what to do. But Barron came a long way, and he's making some great passes that make you think, like, okay, man, he, he, can, he, he can play. That's interesting, you know, common theme there, man, Baron Morton. That's He's got a great arm just like the other two guys, but that quick release is, is special. Yeah, all right. Uh, Muddy then talked about, uh, the, you know, the best wide receiver. Miles has definitely came a long way, and his offense, he's very, he just, he just functions. Like, his, his route running to his, his speed burst, all the extra lifting we've been doing, it built his speed, his power. His route running, like I said, is probably one of the biggest factors that he's bringing out. He said he's getting comfortable. Like, he was already comfortable. He had experience, but he's really getting comfortable now and, like, making a lot of plays, big-time plays. His energy, like, he just brings energy. And, like, he really shows, like, nothing satisfies him for real. Like, even if he does make a good play, he still comes harder the next play and just keep, like, whenever he does something, it, it's not enough for him. He, that's what makes him, Miles, a great receiver. Uh, next on this plethora of linebackers we talked to, next is Rashad Williams, uh, and he talked about the coaching staff. From day one, you know, McGuire's an amazing coach, very different coach, uh, the best I ever had since I've been in college football. Um, I definitely love McGuire, and I love the staff he brought in because now everything is more upbeat, more energy. We got, you know, as we go out to practice, you can feel the energy coming coming out of people and out of coaches and out of players. So. I definitely love this staff and everything they bring. They bring it to us. They bring in a lot of knowledge too, as well, towards the football game. Uh, next, uh, Rashad Williams talked about uh, the player that gives him the hardest time. Jaran Bradley. Why? He's nice. He's a big receiver, uh, six five. Can move. He got nice releases at the line. So it's about patience and locking, focusing every practice. That's that's my mindset every day when I go against him. He I guard him the most every practice, just because I know that that's what I'm gonna get all season. 
Uh, next, uh, the quarterback that gives him trouble. I'm going to give all three props. All three huh. are real, very well-talented quarterbacks. Um, the one I would say give me the most is right now is the battle. I'm going to give it a tie between Barron and Tyler Shaw. Barron is a more of a accurate, dart, darting-around quarterback, very mo mobile and uh, mobile in the backfield and can throw on the run, very, very uh, precise. Now, Tyler is a more of a precise quarterback as well, but he can float the ball and put it very much more farther. So the, the, the deep balls and the back shoulder balls from Tyler definitely are a struggle right now, so, but we're going to work on that. Uh, more on the defensive side. Talk to LB Moore on coaches holding themselves accountable to pl the players, player coach's oath. Yeah, yeah, they live by it. It just shows that they're really committed to what they say and that they're not going to go against their word. Like, these coaches want what's best for us, not just for them, but, like, for this community because how much they love Tech and just how they want us to do, how we live our life and how we go about our day. Uh, next, LB talked about you know what's giving him fits right now in spring drills. Probably Caleb Rogers. You know he's a three-year starter coming up, so yeah, we're getting a chance to go against one of our starters, one of the best, and you know it's something new every day. Uh, more talking about Josiah Pierre and and Robert Wooten. Okay, so JP, he's he runs around like a chicken with his head cut off. You know he does everything at 110 miles an hour. He, it's just always the same. He's consistent. And, you know, Wu, you know he he's a little bit more laid back. So they, they go head-to-head, -head, so it just it's, it evens the rooms and shows. It like shows us how how one opposite polar can go against each other, how they can help us in the team. But Wu, you know, he doesn't talk much. But JP, he's a big talker. <laughs> he's, he's a hothead. See, you can hear right there. You know? <laughs> you know, and these guys, they get close on the field and they get close off the field. And one thing that brings guys closer is playing games. Uh, you know, these guys play Madden. And uh, huh. Moore and Pierre talked about who's the best Madden player. Ooh, I don't know about all that. Ah, but you going to cap right now? You really going to cap? Know I do this. I Come do on this now. Thing. Come on now. I've seen you in the locker room. You've never seen. I've yes. won. I'm, I'm three never and one. won. I've lost once. You're one and three. I've lost, I'm three and one. LB, come I on, beat, I beat the people who live come on that on. game. I'm bad. I don't think I still beat you. I promise. She's, you hear my point proof? He just said he was bad. I know. But I still beat him. So that means you're, you're worse than me. So what are you trying to, to say? Do we have to play? I mean, I can't. You can't my, front for the media now. I'm not fronting for the media. Yes, you are. I'm not all cap. You know I'm, I'm about my act. I'm, I'm, I'm all action, non-talk. See, he's hot. But no, I'm the best. Don't let him, don't let him have Come on now. Okay. Come on now. He's just competitive. It's what's in his nature. I'm super competitive. Uh, Pierre talked about which games are circled on his calendar for the upcoming season. For me, it would be UT or Oklahoma. I feel like it's just a really respect thing to me. Like I'm, I'm not from Texas. I'm no, I'm still new to it. But there's not been a tech the rivalries with um, Texas and Oklahoma and like them being at top for a while. And personally, for me, my high school coach was is a huge OU fan, and he talks trash to me all the time about <laughs> OU. So I'm sick and tired of hearing about OU. <laughs> but UT, for example, is just you know. It's just like, why not us? You know, that's what I, I can say about the really about how the whole conference looks at us. It's just like, you know, every team doesn't really like, you know, see us as like, you know, all oh, they're just like, it's an easy win for us. But like, no, I want it to be different, you know, for Tech, you know, the change for Tech at all. But really UT in Oklahoma, because UT is UT, you know, we don't, the whole Tech does not like UT at all. So I, when I came here, I learned that really quick and I started to not like them as well. <laughs> He's fitting in. And then Pierre yeah. talked about uh, Wooten and Moore. Woo? Who's my, who's my guy? That's my, that's my boy right there. You know, 
him and I were both transfers. We both came here last year. But, you know, him and I, we just always had an automatic connection. You know, him and I, we just always joke around. We always have that brotherhood, always got each other's back. You know, we live in the same apartment complex, and him and I, you know, he's my dog. I can't, you know, say what I want to say, but, yeah, he's my dog. <laughs> what about LB? LB's full of energy, man. I love that. I love that guy, man. Young guy, but he has a, he has a bright mindset. He's always positive. That's what I like about LB. Every time you're around, he always brings a positive energy towards everybody. Because I remember some days... I had a bad day, but LB said this one thing to me, and it kind of made me think about certain stuff. It made me like, you know what? Let's make today productive. Let's make today positive. You know, LB is always a guy with energy, and uh, you know that's what I like about his young young kid, man. But he's going to be really great. Uh, then Pierre talked about just what the group's focused on right now. You know, a lot of people, you know, will always say, you know, this school hasn't been this, or we have been known for, you know, defense or this type of players. And there's always been, like, I think everyone's used to be here being, like, a common thing. They're used to, like, the what they're used to. But why not us making the change? You know, what happened in the past is the past. You know, no disrespect to anybody else that's came before us. No disrespect to no one at all. But what we're focused on is right now. You know, what is this thing? What is 2022 Texas Tech Raiders football going to do? What's the change that we can make and the impact, you know, for in the, in the country to show what we can really can do? You know, like... What the Texas Tech fans know, why not bring something different that they've never seen before? We have the ability to do that right now, so we're, which our aim, our goal is to do that. And with McGuire and the family that we're trying to orient and really bring together, I believe what McGuire is trying to bring with his coach staff that we can accomplish that. Not just being an offensive team, but we could be a whole football team, a great football team in general. Uh, then Pierre talked about uh, you know, what the coaching staff is instilling in the room. Because I feel like it's our mentality. I feel like what Coach IU, Coach DeRuiter, the mentality they bring to us, they bring about us, it's just like you have to be a dog to be at that position. And I think they're trying to stall that dog position to, to us, to the younger guys as well, to know the standard of being an outside linebacker. You know, it's, it's a different pride. Like For a linebacker in general, personally for me, I feel like there's a different pride you have to have when you're playing linebacker. It's a heart. It's your mentality because on the field, you're the captain of the defense. You know, whether outside, inside, like, they're, it's a linebacker hole. They, the, off, the defense looks to you, you know. So if you're a linebacker, you have to have that mindset and that heart that, listen, like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to help my team to be successful. For my guys on my left and my right behind me forward, you know, help the D-line, help the DBs. You know, whatever assignment we got, like, we have to help them. But at the end of the day, it's all about what we do as 11 guys on the field on defense, how we connect to each other. And then uh, he talked about... Uh you know, what quarterback is uh, giving him some trouble? Tyler, oh, that guy, man. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler's been messing with, like, him and I, we were close with each other, you know. Him and I were both, like, we were both transferred. We came in together, and but Tyler, man, he's, I always compete with Tyler. And I'm always this close to get to Tyler, and he just throws it. Or if I'm in coverage, he throws in the spot, like, like little inches behind me, and I'm, like, so close. But, like, the way he throws it, the way his IQ is as a quarterback, that helps me get better. And I always tell Tyler, I tell don't hold back. Like, don't hold back. Give me your best. Embarrass me in front of coaches you can. But I don't know at the end of the day it will get me better. But Tyler, man, that's that's my guy, man. He's always, you know, he's always throwing dimes, man. But, you know, he be, he be, oh, I can't even explain it really. But Tyler, Tyler's a guy who is, you know, really competitive. You know, we always talk mess with each other. You know, we try to motivate each other to, like, try to help, you know, lead the guys around. But I'll say Tyler for sure. Uh, then Robert Wooten, he talked about who the best Madden player is. Huh. I can't even. I can't even lie. It's the, it's the defensive lineman. It's the interior defensive lineman. Really? 
I beat that defensive lineman. I his made name him is, quit. His name is Blake, Blake Burns. His name is Blake Burns. Blake Burns is probably the best. I don't know on the defensive line that I can think of. He's a Madden player because he plays it 24-7, and I beat him, and I don't even play it that much. And I have proof. I have the receipts. Do not listen to who. I beat Blake Burns. I have the receipts. Uh, Wooten talking about you know what he's working on on the field to get better. Attention to details and everything because it's a new defense, so like, you got to pay attention to everything, every little thing that, that happens. You have to like adjust and be able to adapt to it. So I think attention to details on just everything is something I can work on. Uh, and then Wooten uh, on being excited that the first, uh, you know, on for, for that first game getting back. I haven't played in a game in a year, so that's gonna be great. <laughs> that's gonna be amazing because I had to sit out the whole last year, so like it's just been fire building inside me to play in a football game and like I, I did a whole year of practice because I was on the scout team and I was uh just trying to get offense the best look I could to like to make them better and then now we're in spring ball it's more practice I haven't played against a, another team in so long so it's just gonna be great uh Wooten talking about which quarterback gives him trouble 12 <laughs> hands down 12 I say I say Donovan's got more wheels maybe but 12 is 12 is elusive in every aspect, throwing the ball, running, scrambling, head fakes, pump fakes, everything. That's Morton, right? No, he's talking it's about 12. Tyler Shuck. Oh, 12. is it? Yeah. Okay. That's uh, actually surprising just with, I mean, because it almost sounds like just based on what the your guys were saying about what? Morton, the way he described Shuck, yeah. it, it, I mean, it sounds a little bit more like Morton than I would think of What Shuck. they're doing is confirming that all three quarterbacks are pretty dang good, right? which yeah. is what McGuire's been saying, and... You know, anybody who's seen these guys play. Uh, Robert Wooten talking about the best thing that this coaching staff does. I think they're changing a lot around, and they're using everybody for what they, what what best suits them. Like, they're using everybody. Like, like last year, the the old staff that was here, Coach Wells, Um, I feel like there was a lot of people that were out of position, like me and LB, for say, in a four-tech. <laughs> Most of the time, not being on the edge. I just feel like this staff comes in, and they, they use the people for what they can be used for. They use them for their best potential. And I think that's a, a really good thing that this staff does. That's really interesting to yeah, hear, no, to hear that. You know, did, I mean, is that something that, like, last year watching, did you ever feel like it was guys mm. out of position or something like that? I mean, that's just an interesting I, take there. The Texas and TCU losses were direct results of poor scheme and guys being out of place. Now, whether that was coaching or the players not doing it, I mean, it was obvious to, I mean, to everyone. Uh that that's what happened so you know maybe there are some guys in some wrong places i think these three guys being edge rushers are they're perfect pierre's a for those who don't know uh for he was actually a, a pretty good player for florida before he transferred in um it was a, a high level recruit highly rated recruit robert wooten same thing at virginia tech uh getting those two guys to come in big body guys who could run who could get after the quarterback are huge and it'll be more from Amarillo Tascosa is the type of guy that Oklahoma State normally gets and then kicks Tech's butt with. Yeah. You know, so those three guys coming off the edge, I really like. All right. And finally, the the last uh, point, uh, Wooten talking about who uh, the arguing on who is the fastest player. Ha! Huh. No, you're not. <laughs> Here we go. Elby, that isn't no, no. We could race right now. You're not fast. <laughs> Boy, no. How much you weigh? Two. 55. That's nothing. How much you weigh? 240, 245. Like, I got you by 242. 242. <laughs> I weigh 242. You can probably roll the numbers. Come on, Diz. No, I'm beating you in the race. Speed. 
Yes, I bro. Talking about top speed. LB. Top Have you speed. seen my explosive movements? Have you seen the top speed? Who got the highest top speed? Tell me. It was Bryce. It was me. No, it wasn't. You had like 15. You see, he's lying. What you mean? Y'all just can't take it from your eyes. Y'all was like lying. And the skills. Who was on the board? And he was like, good job, bro. Man, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. Uh, that ain't board? accurate. I don't think that ain't so. accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should get them to race now after one of these yeah, practices okay, or after I, the spring game or something. I love the just the, the competitive nature of law, whether it's Madden or that kind of stuff. Right. Man, there's just, you know, and that's when things are instilling in the team, that hardest working, most competitive, toughest, all that. And you can almost hear it when these guys are talking, yes. too, just everything. Man. Maybe we can ask after the spring game, have those two run. All three of them. Yeah, all, all three yeah, of them. The, yeah. It's the funny thing because last year you could not get guys to – it was like they were so uncomfortable to talk. This year, it doesn't matter which player you talk to, everyone is loose. They're having fun. It, it, it is like there's been a, this big weight that's been lifted off them, and yeah. they get to enjoy f playing football again. Yeah, you, you really you you hear that. I mean, it just uh, this, this some of these comments from these players. It's it's been really neat to hear this. Because it does feel like there's just a different vibe. I give a nod to the current coaching staff for that, but I also give a nod to what these players did by beating Iowa State and then beating Mississippi State to kind of take that monkey off their backs. Like, okay, we did yep. at least get to a bowl game. We did win some big games, so now we could just build on that. So uh, that's uh, just, you know, a bunch of comments from the players there. But uh, just overall spring practice so far, uh, you know, we're a week uh, away from the spring game. What are some of uh, you guys' takeaways? Offensive line has to get better. I hate to sound like a broken record, but uh, I know they've brought a lot of bodies in um, to improve there. But several of those guys are, are hurt, you know, right now and getting getting over injuries. So will Cole Spencer be your starting right guard? Probably. Um, we'll have to see what happens at right tackle and at center. But I love the quarterbacks, the running back room. I mean, Taj Brooks. I can't wait to see him next year. I he really looks can. bigger this he year is too. Noticeably isn't he? bigger. Yeah. He's still, he says he's faster and bigger. So. Um, you still got Sir Roderick Thompson. They're one of the most right, explosive yeah. running backs in the Big 12. Um, you have a bunch of really big, good receivers on the outside. We heard about Duran Bradley, uh, Loke Fuanji. Uh, you can go on and on. Uh, Trey Cleveland. Uh, J.J. Sparkman is poised for a big year. And then you got some really good inside receivers led by Miles Price. So I feel really good about the skill position. Uh, you know, tight ends are a year older, those big dudes mm -hmm. they recruited a couple years ago. If this offensive line can just take a step, then uh, – they'll be really good on offense. I think they're going to be better on defense than they have in a while. I really do. I mean, they have veteran defensive linemen. They have some big bodies at linebacker. I like what Dimitri Moore does uh, in terms of solidifying that inside linebacker spot. He's a, uh, you know, he transferred in. He was a all-SEC freshman team linebacker for Vanderbilt back in the day. Uh, he knows what Coach McGuire and, and the staff uh, wants from him. Him next to Christian Merriweather, the inside linebacker, I feel really good about that. You have some old safeties uh, who have played well for you. If your cornerbacks step up and improve, take a step this offseason, I think the defense, I'm not saying it's going to be like a top 50 defense or something like that, but it will be a respectable defense. You know, if they do that take three thing where they're getting a bunch of turnovers, Combined with the, what you have at the skill position in the offense, I think you have something there. Mm -hmm. You have the makings of a good good football team. Not great. I'm not saying they're going to challenge for the Big 12, but a team that's going to win some games and uh, provide a bunch of excitement next year. And moving things in a in a positive right. direction too. Keep as building. building. Yes. Yeah. Yep.
Well, and you know, this is the time for for Red Raider fans to get out next week. I mean, you're, yeah. you're not going to see you know everything, but just a good chance to bring your family out. I know this weekend's a good family weekend with Easter, but man, get you get bring your kids out next Saturday and, and let's show Joey McGuire that everybody's on board. I mean, I know these games sometimes you know don't have the biggest crowds and across the country they're they're packed and stuff. But I hope uh, uh, folks come out next week, enjoy the weather, enjoy the team, enjoy the game, and just enjoy being with Red Raider fans. I mean. I mean, this is the golden era for Red Raiders, and let's get that football team going. I mean, uh, it's going to be all Red Raider fans next week. You know, it's not like there's an opponent in there next week. So, uh, you know, 1230, it's free. I think they got some type of Raider alley or some pregame things going on. Uh, bring your family out, man. Hey, uh, you know, I can't afford to get to the games. Well, you can afford to come to this. It's free. Well, there's nothing free. This is free. Free. Free is free. Give that guy some blue cheese, man. He I just drank it. It was good, man. He fired up. Pete, how much like a potato? I forgot I have back pain. Woo! Blue cheese is the answer. You just like right. spit on me with that. Yeah, wow. Pete, yeah. How, much is the ho- how, how much is the ticket for this? They're free, game? man. <laughs> you walk right in. I love free stuff. Yeah. Free. That's, that's about as good as it gets right there. With the excitement, though, so far around the, the Joey McGuire era without even a, a game happening yet, I mean, the excitement yes. is something you just really haven't seen in a very, very long time. So I would suspect there's going to be a really good crowd, even uh, you know, even beyond just it being free. I just think a lot of people are excited, want to come out and see see what the team looks like this year. And so. I wouldn't be surprised if McGuire just stays around and takes a photo with every single person. He's going to acknowledge everybody. Yeah. He, you know, he, you talk about Roman Reigns and wrestling. He says, acknowledge me. Well, let's get out there and acknowledge this team next week. All right, so spring game one week from tomorrow at the Jones. All right, plenty of good news for the Red Raiders uh, when it comes to recruiting, and uh, we've got an update about basketball recruiting. Yes. Uh, coming up next, Jarrett, inside the RedRaiders.com recruiting. That is next. We're live from Buffalo Wild Wings, 82nd University. Come hang out today. It's Friday. It's Easter weekend. Heck, a lot of people probably uh, have today off anyway, but uh, if you don't really officially have the day off, I don't know, tell the boss you got a, you got an out-of-office meeting and uh, you just come out and hang out in Buffalo Wild Wings. That's what I'd do. I like the plan, Jeff. In case the boss is listening, I wouldn't do that. But if he's not <laughs> listening, then I would totally do that. So, uh, But, yeah, more to come here on the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on Rock 101. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame. On Rock 101.1. Sponsored by Meineke and Michelob Ultra. Inside the Red Raiders Recruiting News basketball all right jumping right into it here let's talk about a commit first off yeah they just here uh recently damarian williams is a guard at a gardner webb uh transferred into texas tech six foot five averaged uh almost 15 points almost five rebounds and two and a half assists last season and he's known as a good defensive guy he's that classic athletic wing that coach adams and you know coach beer here before liked that we've seen in the last five years. What makes him a little different, at least at, at the level he was at with Gardner-Webb, uh, he's a more efficient shooter. He shot almost 40% from deep. He shot almost 80% from the free throw line. But he is a good defender. He just seems to be a great fit for the system. Yeah, yeah. I mean, have somebody that, that might possibly be able to actually uh, shoot the shoot three. Shoot the ball, yeah. That, know, oh, yeah. I mean, but that no, I Tech has just been missing that, you know? Well, that's what eventually did them in against Duke, was right. that just Duke was... You know, they were better shooters down the stretch, but uh, he actually signed. So it's, it's a done deal. He signed with Texas Tech. So, All right, and then uh, visitors. 
Yeah, Tyreek Key, uh, at, he's in Lubbock right now. He's a 6'3 point guard from Indiana State. He missed all of last season with a shoulder injury, but the year before he averaged over 17 points, five rebounds, a couple assists, and a steal per game. Uh, he was one of the uh, he played the most, basically one of the one of the most in the in the whole the whole country. Over 33 minutes a game, which you know uh, maybe that's what contributed to his shoulder injury. You know? <laughs> right. But he's that floor general type point guard that they didn't have last year either. Right. You know what I mean? So six uh, three is big enough still to switch on some of the bigger guys if he can move his feet and adjust to the scheme and everything um, that of coach of course Coach Adams uses mm-hmm. in this no middle defense. Yeah. But uh, I like him. He's he's definitely a missing component that that Tech didn't have last year. Well, it's interesting, you know, you look at the, the transfers that uh, Coach Adams was able to, to bring in this mm. past season under under duress. I mean, you know, oh, that yeah. was a, he had oh, to yeah. put a team together pretty quickly there and, and hit on really most of those guys. I mean, you know, K.J. Allen didn't play a ton, but the rest of those guys were all major contributors to the oh, team, yeah. and they all fit the system well. They were guys, they, they may not have been, uh, I mean, you know, Bryson Williams probably, but the, some of those guys probably weren't the, the flashiest of transfers yeah. compared to some other places. You know, they got some bigger names, I guess. But to see what Coach Adams did with the guys he got, I mean, do you think that that's uh, like a guy like this that you're, you're talking about here? Is he, where is he on the radar of I'd top to transfers? He's not top he 10. There a, are some guys that they're targeting that are like their top yeah. 10. Um, Damarian Williams is close to being a top 10 transfer. Uh, As of right now, in two months, the list will look completely different, you know, as as more guys jump in the portal. It becomes that the best available transfer or something. Yeah. 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 And there's another guy I haven't mentioned yet that's a uh, target that is one of the top 10 uh, transfers in the portal right now, and that is 6'11 center. And I know I'm going to butcher this, but uh, Fardaz Amek. Out of Utah Valley, he averaged uh, 19 points, almost 14 rebounds uh, last season at Utah Valley. Uh, he recently uh, announced the top five of Gonzaga, Iowa, Texas, Tech, and UW. So okay. that's good company that's pretty, there. Pretty good, yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, I think Tech's in a good spot with him, but, you know, obviously you have some tough competition. So right. we'll have to see how that plays out. But they need to replace some size that they lost. Yeah. I mean, they lost, you know, Bryson Williams. They lost... Marcus Santos Silva, so um, they do have some, and we'll have to see what happens with Kevin O'Banner. To me, that's one of the biggest questions because right. you, know, you have some people that swear he's not coming back. You have some people who are saying I, he's coming back, you know, and so, and these are people I trust on both sides of this, right, so right. I am very hesitant to say, people ask me all the time, what's up with O'Banner? What's up with O'Banner? He wasn't in that practice video that they released here, what, a couple of days ago, yeah. but I don't know if that means anything or not. I think right. sometimes people look too much into that, but they're, either way, they're going to have to re- to recruit and bring in some veteran size through the transfer portal. Yeah. Um, Mech would be a great start. Yeah, it's going to be a, another, and I guess this just the in the transfer portal era, every year a team is going to look almost completely yeah. different than it did the year before. Yeah. You'll have a few few holdovers maybe, but yeah. there's a lot of question marks still, like you mentioned O'Banner, but even, you know, even McCuller and mm-hmm. uh, exploring some NBA opportunities possibly, but with the ability to still come back, but it, it's looking increasingly uh, likely that he, even if he foregoes the NBA, he may not be coming back to Tech. Yeah. Do you know about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say I know for certain, but at this point I would be surprised if, regardless if he goes to the NBA or stays in college ball, if he returns to Texas Tech, which is kind of surprising for me. I would have yeah. thought that, you know, he would. But uh, that's just not the information I have right now. So 
Uh, we'll see how it plays out. I mean, you think about your life and how many times you you change your mind on some important decisions. Maybe he'll he'll change his mind. I don't know, or maybe you know, and maybe it's not just one sided, which is crazy yeah. to say. But we'll we'll have to see how all that plays out. But it's it's nerve wracking and yeah. exciting and all that. You know, yeah. I feel confident that with Coach Adams and most of the staff still in place, that they're going to recruit a good team. They're going to be able to put together a good team. They have a really good system and a good culture here. I. I think Texas Tech's going to be very competitive once yeah. again next year. I really do. But but I got to tell you, if McCuller, you know, just this the fact that this is even out there in any way. If there was one guy yeah. on the team no, that I would have thought was rock solid, red red, uh, that's probably who I would have who I would have gone with. And so to hear this kind of say, you're like, gosh, really? So I guess really, then the in the era we live in now with college sports. It's just the way it is, and you, and you can't get attached to any of these players, man. We had the real. weird situation last year where, so uh, McCuller and Shannon were hurt and missed a lot of the first, you know, some of the first part of the season, and then actually Tech turned a corner when those guys were hurt when they went up to Iowa State and they only had seven players and a lot of them those those transfers and it sounds crazy now, but you know when you're thinking of just like O'Banner and Bryson Williams and the Don Arms, you're like, man, they're going to go get crushed. That's one of the toughest places to play, and then they hung in there. Yeah. And they came back and they beat Kansas. And mm-hmm. McCullough came back, but he wasn't, you know, 100%. But they, they won on the backs of Adonis Arms, Bryson Williams, Kevin O'Banner, those guys, even Clarence Nadolny. Yeah. It wasn't the stars who returned in McCullough and Shannon that really made this team go last year. So there was some uh, weirdness, like who, who's the big dog, who's really right. taking over, who's really, you know. But, I mean, ultimately they came together and they accomplished some amazing things. Yeah. So, you know, you would think um, a guy like McCullough would come back. But, you know, I, as of right now, if I had to say, I would say don't expect him back next yeah. year. All right. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's exciting to see, see the team come together you know, with what it's going to look like and what, who, who's going to be on the roster. It's, uh, if nothing else, it's, uh, it's interesting to keep up with. One more guy <laughs> I just want to mention real quick. For people listening, uh, Norchad Omier at Arkansas State, six seven forward. He's an inside guy, not an outside perimeter forward. He's an interior player, averaged eighteen points, twelve rebounds for them. He has Tech in his top four, along with Georgia, Florida State, Miami. So keep an eye on on uh, Norchad there. All right, sounds good. All right, let's talk some more football uh, when we come back here live from Buffalo Wild Wings, eighty second and University on the Red Raider Outfitter Rock and Pregame on Rock One Hundred. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame. On Rock 101.1. Sponsored by Mitch Hall Chevrolet, Chrome, and Hook and Reel. All right, uh, taking a look at the, uh, the, the the schedule, the football schedule for the, for the upcoming season. And we're going to put down our way too early predictions. And uh, will Ted go to a bowl? And will they win it? This is the Sean <laughs> special. Predict uh, in the imaginary bowl opponent and decide uh, if that matchup is favorable for Tech. I, I would I don't, write with an SEC school and a win. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's just it, it's still kind of a weird thing to predict. Yeah, six years you know, ago you said that. Oh. <laughs> I think Clip was here. Right. Uh. You still lost the predictions. Okay, Murray State opening up the year at Jones AT&T Stadium. I say a win. Yeah, I think uh, we all have a win. Win. As yeah. A win, yeah. Okay. Well, hold on. Yeah, I'm going to go with the win too. Oh wow. Make hey, you know Central Arkansas. I mean, you know, the first, right? The first game, man. You, you know, you hope you can win convincingly too, and show some signs of good things to come. It'll be like seventy to three or something. September tenth wow. versus Houston. 
Yeah. Uh, look, Tech has owned Houston. Bottom yeah. line. I mean, I won like the what, last five or six times, you know? I, I think Tech starts 2-0. and I think they beat Houston. I think it'll be close, though. I don't yeah, think I think, yeah, I think they win it. Okay. Yeah, not, not a Big 12 game yet, but uh, soon to be. And the sure. win there at North Carolina State that's a tough in one. Raleigh. I'm going to I'm going to say that's a loss. Yeah, that's a tough place to play. Um, but and they're a good program. But a lot of publications are saying that's an upset special for Tech. I'm not one of them. I think Tech loses on the road there. 2-1. Yeah, but man, what an opportunity they'll have. Hopefully they're 2 and 0, but I I'll say they're going to lose too. That's a, that's a tough place to go, long trip, all that stuff. They'll win. Okay. Texas at home. At home September 24th. See, we don't know what time this is. it a night game? That makes a difference to me. You know what I mean? Like that's that's uh, to me that's at least two more points. Yeah, uh, having a night game right. craziness. What, what if it was a eleven o'clock game? Eh, that's tough. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb and I'm gonna say Tech wins that game. Wow. Wow. I actually agree with you. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I think Texas is having some quarterback problems. I think they're trying to incorporate that superstar uh, recruit and yours, and he's uh, he's struggling. So they have some pressure to play him there. Texas is just a mess in general, right. you know. Um, and this, you know, the Tech's going to be up for this. So yeah, yeah big I, I hope it's a night game. I really yeah. do. But I'm going to say Tech wins that game. Well, and you know, McGuire talks about how they want to make the Jones back scary and stuff. I mean, Houston. Texas. Now, I'm not counting Murray State, but those are two huge home games. You can yeah. start three and zero, and man, to, to win the Big Twelve opener, you know what excitement that would bring. I mean, you got to win at home, so I'm gonna say they're gonna win too. Texas is not back. Tech rolls at Kansas rolls? State. Tech rolls. They, they How much by, they gonna win by? They win by at least fourteen. Wow. God. Well, you're, somebody is, is not only testing? drinking the Kool-Aid, but, man, you're drunk on the Kool-Aid, Sean. My gosh. Sean. Man, you, you, well, take it easy there. At Kansas State. <laughs> At least he didn't say it. Baron Morton's throwing Manhattan. seven touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> At Kansas State's a loss. I, you know, Tech is probably more and talented they've been owned than by them. them. I know. That that game last year, I mean, Tech just, just dominated the first half. They get shut out in the second half. It doesn't seem to matter how down Kansas State is. They still beat Tech. They're not going in. Manhattan's a tough place to play. I think Tech goes and loses that game. Oh, man. I'll say a loss, too. I say a win. See, just based on where, where I think Tech is going to finish for the season. What are they, 5-0 and with you now? 4-0? 5-0. Okay. Championship. We <laughs> want Bama. <laughs> no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that uh, Tech gets it done this year. I, 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 got, I got them beating Kansas State this year. I mean, I agree with everything so you, you said, four and one. but I, at this point, yes, I'm I have Tech 4-1 and one right okay. now, yeah. At Oklahoma State in Stillwater loss. That's a coin I've got toss that game, as a loss, too. But I'll say it's a loss. I think it's a loss, Yeah, too. and that's man, two back-to-back. That's tough road games right yep. there. So yeah. It is. Okay, so I got them 3-3. Three and three. Me, too. Home, four and two. home versus West Virginia. And there's no Columbia there to, to uh, come in and win. <laughs> That's probably a good thing, though. Well, that, uh, I think the guy from Georgia just yeah, they just a got a, got a yes, yeah. he was a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got. Uh, I think Tech wins that game. I'm going to say a win too. Me home. too. With it at home. Yep. Yeah. Phil's in Morgantown. Ew, yeah. Tech wins yeah. versus Baylor at home October 29th. And, you know, that's going to be a big game, regardless. But then with McGuire and some of those guys who were at Baylor, I mean, that's that's a personal game. I got Tech losing that game though. Me too. 
Tech Feed? wins. Yeah, I'll say I'll say a lot. What, so what's their record with you right now? One, one two, three, four, five, six, seven and one. Seven okay. and one. Oh my god. So what are they ranked like uh fifteenth in the country at this point? Like, <laughs> no. Okay. I think we're I got them four and four. Okay, TCU. At TCU. Loss. Really? I got a win on that one. I have a win yeah, that Patterson's one too. not there anymore. Yeah, I'm gonna stuff. go win too. Yeah. Yep. There's always one game every year that you think that they're supposed to win and they don't. That's but you already picked those all wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. They're gonna roll Texas all of a sudden too. <laughs> roll. Okay, Jeff. November twelfth, home game versus Kansas. That's a win. They're Come gonna on. win that game. They better. They have to win. They that will. Game. Yeah. Although I'll tell you what, man, that new coach has Kansas competitive. I yeah, agree. They- I agree. But I, I still like Tech wins though. All right. At Iowa State, November no, 19th. Okay. That's a loss. loss. Yeah, I got a loss on that one, too. They lose the yeah, last two. They lose at Oklahoma at home. Yeah, so I got, them, I got them six and six. Yeah. And that's is, a bowl that's game. A, that's I mean, what I want. I mean, you got to – five and seven, I think you're going to lose some people. Yeah. But six and six, you get a bowl game. And, and I don't even care who they play. But it, I don't either. Uh, so I got them seven and five, but that's that's with that uh, yeah. taking a chance Sean's on that K-State game. Sean's got got Sean? Just outside the playoffs. Two, no, 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 no. I have them as eight and four. Jared has oh. them at six and six. Pete has them in six and six. And negative Jeff, who is always negative, last year saying that they would go like two and ten, he has them at seven and five. I just think, out, I just think and that's fine, but I, I just think that this team is it's it's not it's night and day how better coached they are now. And I think that's gonna be good enough for at least two more victories. Sean, they win the bowl game, right? Yes, they win they win the bowl game. What bowl game will they be in? The Bourbon uh, Bowl? No, they'll go eight and four. Might go Alamo Bowl. See, I, I think that this your your thing is going beyond predictions, and it's almost sorcery. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and and I think it's a little creepy. Yeah. Hey, oh. I I won last year. I, I won the predictions contest. Pete lost. I won predictions. Oh, did we have a prediction contest last year? I don't year? even remember. Yeah, what I don't even know what you're talking about. But I'm the overall champ at this point. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I won three before you won three. Oh God! Is that that? that Look, we already it? know predictions is only a two-person race. These guys are just along for the ride. Oh, that's man. Jared finished last this year. Well, I wasn't going to bring that up. Right. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your problem. You got to care. I don't about that. No, there's a lot of things. I always start about. the season. I'm like, I'm going to research every because we, you know, it's like. Uh, Air Force versus Arkansas State. I'm not. You know, I got the time to research that stuff during football season. Y'all crazy. See, I think you and I have a semblance of a life. Yeah. And that's what makes it difficult. These two clowns have just hear their discussion during the season. Yeah, Yeah. my gosh. We eat, drink, breathe sports and blue cheese. All right. All right. Well, we'll see what it is. So we, you had eight and four. I had seven and five, and you, you both had six, six and six, and six right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it's cool. It's fun to uh, make predictions this time of year, and then go back and see, you know, kind of how it played out. We'll have to do this again, though, like right, right when before the season, the season starts or Done. something. Yeah. And those will be those will be the picks we lock in for the season. We'll, Done. Have, to, we'll have to live with those. All right. Um, what do we got next year? The rundown. Um, oh yeah, it's the rundown. Okay. The rundown. That's uh, four. four questions. Okay, four questions. 
Uh, is that, does that describe it accurately enough? Four there? questions. Better not get caught. It's the rundown. It's coming up next. Okay. Yeah, four Thank questions. That's right. what it is. Yeah, okay. Four questions. All right. That is next. We're live from Buffalo Wild Wings here at 82nd and University. Come hang out today and uh, get some uh, tasty wings. And, and, you know, if blue cheese is your thing like it's Pete's thing, they got great blue cheese here as well. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame on Rock. This is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame. On Rock 101.1. Sponsored by Cotton Court Hotel, B Equipment, and Weston Water Well Drilling and Pump Service. It's the rundown. Four questions, four bases. Better not get caught. It's the rundown. Jeff, announced attendance at the first Texas Tech football game will be what? Um, announced. Announced. Okay. Well, you know, it's still, it's the first home game. Everybody's excited about McGuire. It's Murray State, you know, not not a great, uh, attractive opponent. But I, I don't know, so, for some reason, I'm thinking about 57,000-something, 57.6 maybe. Jarrett, which Red Raider will be the next to be inducted into the Texas Tech Ring of Honor? I mean, the first name that pops in my head is Wes Walker, right? I mean, yeah. he seems like he, he belongs there. Yeah. Pete, we were talking about linebackers running. Who would win in a race between Jeff and Jarrett? Oh, <laughs> oh gosh, wow. Okay. That's easy. How, how far is that? <laughs> how far is the run? Let, let's just say a 40-yard dash. And what's at the finish line? Just a guy there, or is there a guy holding a beverage? Yeah, if there's beer. If there's a I, beverage, I would take Jarrett. If not, <laughs> you already know he doesn't care about anything. Oh, 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 oh. I did not say I don't care about anything. You care about Texas Tech. You care about your job. You care about your family. You care about all that. But uh, predictions, who cares? Well, that's a big deal. Running, and there's just a guy at the end. Who cares? Jeff Jeff would win in a regular race, but if there is an alcoholic beverage at the end, I think we might have a new time for Jared to get there. I'll tell you right now. The beer mile. The only way I'm running is if we're being chased by yeah, a grizzly bear. Or a or a you put that behind you because that would help you win. Finally, for all, we'll start with Jeff. Who will be the starting quarterback when fall hits? Um, I still I still think it's going to be Tyler Shuck. Jared? Man. I'm going to go with Donovan Smith. I know that's the... That's not the uh, popular pick, but I think Donovan Smith, uh, Pete, well, he, he's worthy, too. I mean, he's yeah. done well. Uh, I'm going to go with Shuck. I mean, obviously, he got injured last year, but we'll, we'll see. Those guys are battling, but I would say Shuck would probably start the Don't season. Don't count out Bear Morton, though. I'm telling right. you, he's well, good at spring ball, man. When you heard McGuire say that they're going to have packages for all three. Yep. Yeah. So we'll see. It will be Tyler Shuck, but all three will play within the first three games. Okay. More sorcery from Sean. <laughs> sorcery. Science. Sean, what lottery numbers should I pick? All right. <laughs> Not uh, that one. Okay. Thank you. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for listening today. It is the Red Raider Outfitter Rockin' Pregame, and uh, we're live from Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, always love being out here every week. 82nd University. We've got your uh, big wad of cash for 1000 bucks. Uh, winning word coming up here in just a few minutes. But this has been the Red Raider.